You're listening to Radio Primavera Sound, proudly presented by Cupra. Welcome to the Weekly Review's Daily Edition Radio Formula. Starting off the week with new releases and putting some of the older ones into a contemporary context. Or at least, one shall try. 50 Years Ago, which is the title of this year, uh, this episode, uh, is uh, was a fabulous year. Uh, 50 years ago, it was a fabulous year. 1972. It was the most brilliant year for album releases from David Bowie's Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars to Stevie Wonder's Talking Book so many iconic records from that year have defined the template of the warm early 70s lush sound you know those lovely cozy synths the vocal harmonies that still are a benchmark today albums such as Silk Sonic or St. Vincent's Daddy's Home can attest to that let's open with Todd Rundgren's Cold Morning Light because it is indeed cold today in Barcelona even though it's lovely and sunny off his magnificent album Something Anything There can be no peace 
Some lush early 70s sounds courtesy of Mr. Todd Rundgren, bringing in the warmth through the cold windows. Those light, isn't it nice when the windows are cold and you're like nice and warm on the inside and it's cold outside and you touch the window and it's like, ah, ha, ha, but I am safe. Just as safe as in the company of those wonderful, that wonderful duo that was Steely Dan. A world become one of salads and sun. Only a fool would say that. A boy with a plan, a natural man, wearing a white Stetson hat. On hand that got be gone. There's no Dan, uh, with Donald Fagan there leading on those vocals. They apparently were rebelling against the rock and roll trends of the early 70s with their jazz-influenced soft rock. They claimed they were using songs like Reeling in the Years or Dirty Work off that debut album, which was Can't Buy a Thrill, released in 1972, as a Trojan horse for smuggling in left-field ideas. Another one who made uh, one of those classic albums that is still a great influence in today's artists, like Taylor Swift, to mention one standout one, was Myth Carly Simon. Partner, they'd be a partner and your 
Looking Back gives us a chance to turn this show into a greatest hits hour, or at least uh, revisit to canonized albums that have become so constantly present as reference points in pop culture that we almost forget to look into them as individuals and take other people's opinion as solid proof. For instance, Stevie Wonder. Someone who rarely bought a CD or listened to anything except mainstream radio in the car will nod their head in approval upon the mention of Saint Stevie. You say that you are me on the telly. Your name is Big Brother You say that you're tired of me protesting Children dying every day My name is nobody But I can't wait to see your face inside my door oh. You say that you got me all in a notebook Writing it down every day Your name is I'll see Your name you. is I'll see you I'll change if you vote me in as a friend is a dead of your soul I live in the ghetto You just come to visit me Round election time Hi. was Big Brother off Stevie Wonder's talking book. Off that record, for instance, a song like Maybe Your Baby, entirely performed and recorded by Stevie on all instruments and vocal duties, along with Ray Parker Jr. on electric guitar. That's a, that's an amazing track, because what Stevie did stands out as what 
was, you know, on that truck, he would alter some of his backing vocals by speeding up the pitch so that he sounded like a different singer, no? adding more variety, shall we say, to the sounds. Decades later, Frank Ocean would pull off the same trick on songs like Nike's or Self Control, for instance. Ha! Not your influence! Let's go for the, another with, with another queen of that decade, of many decades, the legendary Aretha Franklin. Bringing the rock steady, her 18th album, Young, Gifted and Black, was just as fearless as her previous outputs and showed the Queen of Soul at her absolute peak, the absolute peak of her creative powers. I'm stumbling, as I always do on Monday mornings, the weekend has filled my body with lovely wine. Anyway, um, that song, Rocksteady, featured soul legends like Donny Hathaway and Bernard Purdy on the recorded track. Let's go with another master of the soul. Bobby Womack. Something sweet and a cannonball. That's good and me. That's what you are. I, I can't understand it. Jack and Jill going up the hill. I Story books and fairy tales. Anything but this, I start not to feel your sweet morning till it kills me. 
According to the NME, this is a major precursor to the emerging d uh, genre of disco, which, according to them, arguably, argue, arguably began the following year with Barry White's Love Unlimited Orchestra and the Philly Collective MFSB. Well, Ben Cardio knows more about that than I do. Make sure you tune into his weekly review radio formula tomorrow, same hour. Anyway, this song was uh, one of the biggest hit off that album, which became a dance floor favorite in gay clubs and underground soul venues. Yes. And now let's move over to those art school boys, Roxy Music, led by the handsome Ryan Ferry. to the weekly reviews daily edition radio formula with myself johan wald on the mic rob roman and the controls and we're listening to music released in 1972 50 years ago that's that's a long time ago isn't it that's half a lifetime for the humans who are able to live until 100 will we live that long we never know it seems that sanitation health medical advances are prolonging our life what for so we can keep paying taxes ah, i do not want to go down that route um, let, how about we just dream of traveling into the universe? That's what I'd like to see. Space travel 
by a low-cost airline so that I could get to see the moon and sing a David Bowie song.
1972. Such a good vintage over in Germany. For instance, an entire generation of youths were ditching the city life and regrouping in communes trying to live in utopias on the margins of the society established by their elders, many of whom had served under the Third Reich. This mixture of shame and not wanting to be associated in any way, even with senior family members, were some of the things that made them seek for a new future, and many formed bands and jammed with no urgency in the spirit of total freedom. Naturally, a sound or sounds were colliding and connecting with this generation. Some referred to it as Cosmish Music. Ah, I didn't pronounce that well. Cosmish Music. <laughs> the British music press came up with a more derisive term, Krautrock. Of the many bands we associate with German cosmic music from the early 70s, Can were one of the principal bands whose influence just keeps getting stronger as time moves on. Their album, Ege Bamias, ba again, my pronunciation today, ah, Ege Basmiasi, named after a brand of tinned okra, would become one of the standout records of the era and of the genre. So groovy, can with vitamin C. Something that is very recommended to have every day, although I've often wondered about that. Why is orange juice such a staple of breakfast? You know when people take those aerial shots of their breakfast for Instagram, you always see the croissant or some stodgy pastry and uh, a bowl of yogurt and cereal or whatever, and then you've got the orange juice. And I need to read up on this because I've got a bit of a conspiracy theory about... Not a conspiracy theory, it's just like, why are so many products just like mainstays, like in the in the shopping 
basket like the oranges for the orange juice why isn't it mango or grape juice or some other stuff i don't know well grape juice wine yeah but it must have to do with the preservability of oranges oranges withstand a long time on the shelf they've got a long shelf life so they're ideal products to farm grow cultivate and ship all over the world and you can freeze them there was that whole thing about frozen orange juice on trading places i don't know where i'm going with this i was just pondering on why certain products in the supermarket are more popular than others and uh, the people behind the processing or the distribution of these fruits fruits are very powerful indeed well it's like sugar isn't it anyway uh, enough of that how about we leave the time traveling in our capsule and land in the present day it's time to listen to some of the tracks released this week here's the latest from Leeds for Peace Yard Act I'm shaking off my Savage, there's no hope. It's these days they think they've been outdone by, but they've never even looked at an iron lung like I did once. They got the whole thing wrong, just bumbling along on the bottom rung, sucking each other off and popping designer bonds. It's a constant hit, it's not worth what you're paying for it. In my day, the gear on the street was so weak, it could eat your ambition in a matter of weeks, just trying to envision the peak, and that's bleak. And that's bleak. that great beast that just keeps getting better with every band who picks up where the fall left off 
Yard Act could be considered like a, well, just from the evidence of this track, reminds you a little bit of a cross between early Arctic Monkeys and um, everlasting Sleaford Mods. <laughs> It's lovely. Uh, you can always rely on British bands to keep the tradition going alive. Let's listen to a little bit of the latest from Swim Deep, who have teamed up with Aussie artist Hattie. And right now, we are going to introduce a song. We are going to take over the wall. Please, we are going to run the dance floor. FKA Twigs, Shy Girl, play the song. See the song, yeah. Let me tell you, you see the song, yeah. Girl that can wine, but girl that can dance. And I'm just meaning, like, she just let, lets herself be free and so expressive and just don't give a fuck, 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 fuck. Oh, there's nothing more sexier than that.
<laughs> You've probably picked up that, that that doesn't sound like Hatchie or Swim Deep at all. No, I've cocked up my notes. It is FKA Twigs with a cut from Capri Songs, which is the Weekly Reviews album of the week. It is produced by our dear El Guincho, who's obviously become very well regarded in the international circuit thanks to his work, well, his solo work, you know, his wonderful uh, solo career as El Guincho, but also as producer of Rosalia's El Mal Querer, and he's been producing many other interesting artists ever since. We're going to be talking about that record all this week. Mencard, you will go give you the, the deep... Um, the deep uh, re professional reviewer opinion on it and uh, we'll be t digressing a little bit more on our Wednesday episode but yes the album features a lot of contemporary artists uh, that song that you listened to featured Shy Girl it also fe featured Pasa Liu The Weeknd Sega Bodega Daniel Caesar Tobias Gesso Jr. Rema uh, Georgia Smith somewhere in there and uh, a few more other surprises including her astrologer anyway um, at Twigs obviously is 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 a critical darling. Her previous album, Magdalene, was mm, unanimously voted as one of the standout albums of its year. And you could think of Twigs as a major influence, or maybe not, but well, I'm not going to say she's an influence because I can't uh, officially say it, but there is a little bit of Twigs' understanding of atmosphere and putting, creating music that is mm, a bit of a soundscape, and but it's also dramatic in a way. Well, a little bit of that can be heard on the marvelous debut album of Tarta Relena. Marvelous uh, Catalan duo Tarta Relena, Marta and Helena, um, bringing this wonderful album of all kinds of ancestral folklore, uh, Mediterranean folk, shall we say, medieval folkloric songs, religious songs, sacred songs. Wonderful album. One of the most original things that we've heard this year. Uh, we will be playing a lot more of Tarta Relena on RPS in general all throughout. And they will be playing at the festival, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, catch them live, definitely, definitely follow them up. Let's continue with the latest from Ecuadorian artist Boris Vian.
Boris Vian, wonderful stuff from this uh, artist from Ecuador. Um, according to him, this album that he's making now, that it's going to be called Remedios Varios 2. And uh, this song was about identity and how we learn things and how we go incorporating, incorporating it into our us, you know, into our who we are. Anyway, uh, now let's go into a bit of a more country folky indie sound uh, from Mr. Bright Eyes. Connor Oberst is back with this cover of Thin Lizzy's Running Back. Wonderful Connor Oberst Bright Eyes on this uh, cover by Thin Lizzy. This is uh, a song that he has recorded for his label, Secretly Canadian, which extends its 25th anniversary campaign into this year, furthering its fight against homelessness by releasing uh, charitable collaborations. So all net proceedings continue to benefit the record label's $250,000 fundraising goal for Bloomington, Indiana-based shelter and non-profit organization, New Hope for Families. Uh, it's always nice to support music with a cause. And now, yes, now is when I have ready for you the latest from Sweep, Swim Deep, who on this track called World's Unluckiest Guy, they collaborate with Hatchie. Sky in the wasteland. 
released this uh, collaboration with uh, art, Australian dream pop artist Hatchie, the world's unluckiest guy. It arrives ahead of their upcoming EP, Familiarize Yourself with Your Closest Exit. What a great title. Anyway, today happens to be the third Monday of the year. According to Google, it is the saddest day of the year or the most depressing. Well, at least in the northern hemisphere of the planet. Because if you have your toes dipped in the seashores of Costa Rica right now, I doubt you're feeling glum. So, we say goodbye with this classic tune that needs no further introduction. Ladies and gentlemen, goodbye. My name's Johan Wald. This was the Weekly Review's Daily Edition Radio Formula. Rob Roman behind the controls. We say goodbye with Manchester's Finest. New order. Bye-bye.
You're listening to Radio Primavera Sound, proudly presented by Cupra. (laughs) 